At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Shot in 4K Ultra High Definition, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Explosions, evacuations, and police robots. We're tracking breaking news out of Butner, where you are looking live right now. There's a standoff still underway at this hour at this apartment complex, where law enforcement is working to reach a man barricaded inside. And when you walk out the door, it doesn't feel terribly chilly, but it is drizzly, and we're going to see that for a while this morning. I'll show you when that stops, and we'll see some sunshine. And a push to make sports betting on your phone legal could take a huge step forward today. There are some new changes that could affect when you can start placing your bets. And it is 4.30 on your Wednesday morning. Thanks for placing your bets with us this morning. We hope there's a payoff. I'm ready to. And I'm Jeff Hogan. I'm all in for some sunshine right. at some Aww. point this week. You know, it's Wednesday, so we're getting over the hump. Elizabeth Gardner in the WRS Severe Weather Center. Not quite there yet, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, we have not gotten over the hump of this weather. At least it's not as chilly as it was for parts of the weekend. We take a live look at downtown Raleigh right now, legislative building. You can see the gray skies here and a good bit of drizzle out there. It's probably enough that you may have to you know, run your windshield wipers from time to time. But it's warm, 64 degrees. We do have a northeast wind, and that northeast wind is going to keep us fairly socked in now over the next uh, at least 24 hours or so. Our temperatures will be in the 60s all the way up until around lunchtime. We'll be in the low 70s. We're going to keep it in the upper 70s. We do have some warmer temperatures ahead for later in the week, and I'll take a look at this coming weekend coming up. Elizabeth, thanks. We have breaking news. A standoff between, a law, between law enforcement and a man barricaded inside an apartment is now in its eighth hour. Dozens of vehicles have West B Street in Butner blocked off. The WRL breaking news tracker has been there all night as officers try to keep everyone safe. Eric Miller joins us live from outside the apartment complex this morning. Eric, what are you seeing? Right, Renee, just in the last few minutes, we got an update from the sheriff's office uh, chief there telling us that they are trying to work to communicate with the person who is barricaded inside these apartments here. But right now it is very slow going. You take a look at some of the video from this scene. You can see this has been an absolutely massive response starting at just about 830 last night. The sheriff's office confirms that they were first called out here because a man shot into an apartment next door. We're hearing from family of the folks who were in that apartment. There was a mother, father, and young children in there. Thankfully, nobody hurt at this time. Now, the sheriff's office hasn't confirmed exactly what or why or how those shots might have been fired. But again, they have been out here since about 8.30 trying to negotiate with the man who is barricaded inside. We have heard them on bullhorns yelling, trying to, to get this person to come out uh, with their hands up. We've also heard what uh, sounded like potentially flashbangs or concussion grenades, having covered standoffs like this.
this in the past. Uh, it's very common for law enforcement to try to use those to move things along here. Now, this is a developing situation as, uh, as law enforcement tries to get this man to give himself up. We'll be following it throughout the morning. Also coming up at 5, we will have sound from the woman we spoke with, that relative of the folks inside that apartment that was shot into. Uh, just truly some scary moments for folks out here. Renee? Eric, thank you. What a night it's been there. Betting on sports using your phone is just a few steps away from becoming legal in North Carolina. But ahead of a key vote today, we have learned some big changes to how it would work. WRL's Laura Levine joins us from the General Assembly with these new developments this morning. Laura. Jeff, good morning. So the state Senate will vote today and tomorrow on the current version of the bill. It would allow adults to vote on college or gamble with college sports or professional sports on your phone or other electronic devices. Now, the bill would also allow up to eight in-person sports books at venues across the state. Last week, a Senate committee made some changes to the bill. They want to not only be able to bet on your phone, but also in person and with cash at professional sports venues. Also, if it becomes law, you may have to wait longer than originally planned to start placing bets. The start date could be pushed back for another year to next June instead of this January, uh, January 2024. If the Senate moves the bill this week, it has to go back to the House and then Governor Roy Cooper will have to sign it before it becomes law. The state Senate meets today at 4 p.m. Laura Levine, WRL News, live in Raleigh. There's a growing search this morning for the driver who led troopers on a high-speed chase before crashing. State troopers say someone stole this car in Person County. The driver led troopers on a chase at speeds over 100 miles an hour into Durham County last night. The driver eventually crashed the stolen car near Hillendale Road and Horton Street in Durham. The person got out and ran off. You might see a large crowd today outside the General Assembly where Laura was as groups protest what they say are attacks on personal rights. More than 60 labor, community and faith organizations make up the North Carolina People's Power Coalition. They plan to rally on what they call a day of outrage. The group cites new abortion restrictions, state budget proposals and efforts to limit voting rights as reasons to protest the Republican supermajority in state legislature. Fear and outrage this morning in Iowa as families desperately wait to learn if their loved ones are found alive inside a partially collapsed apartment building. Davenport City officials say they believe at least two other people may still be inside. Crews are now searching for them and they've pushed back the building demolition a second time. It was delayed the first time after a woman was rescued. 52-year-old Lisa Brooks suddenly appeared in a fourth floor window Monday night hours after crews called off the search for survivors. It wasn't she found earlier. I am totally transparent with you. I do not know. City officials originally planned to demolish the decades-old building yesterday. They say it has a history of complaints and was under repair. A man who lives overseas now faces several charges, federal charges, including threatening to kill our U.S. senators. Investigators say 51-year-old Eric Welton repeatedly called the offices of Senators Tom Tillis and Richard Burr and made graphic death threats. Welton is a U.S. citizen who lives in Thailand. Investigators say he has threatened Marines who work out there and FBI agents arrested Welton at the Atlanta airport. If convicted, he faces up to 10 years in prison. Only five days left for our country's leaders to raise the nation's debt limit and avoid a potential economic disaster. 
Here's a live look at the U.S. Capitol, where a deal to do just that will go to a vote today after surviving a key hurdle late last night. The agreement passed the powerful House Rules Committee by a tight seven to six vote. Some of the loudest conservative critics of the bill are members of that panel. The full House will debate the bill today before taking it to a vote. Republican leaders believe they have enough support to pass it and then send it on to the Senate. The Treasury Department says it must be approved by June 5th to avoid defaulting on debts. A Nightdale homeowner is urging people to be careful after finding two venomous snakes in her yard. At that point, I uh, was in fight or flight, got my dogs out first thing first. Just ahead, what you should do if you end up in a similar situation this summer. Plus, new data shines a grim light on weight struggles for children. We take a look at what may be causing a spike in weight loss surgery for those as young as 10. And here's a live look at Apex from the WRL Live Cam Network. You can see the roads are damp. Another drizzly morning across our area. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner is in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking when we'll get some breaks in the clouds. From the WRAL Severe Weather Center, North Carolina's most experienced team of meteorologists. It is 441 and we're taking a live look at Chapel Hill and you can see it looks a little damp out here. It is drizzly this morning. There's not really much showing up on the radar because drizzle tends to be too small uh, in terms of the size of the particle for the radar to pick it up very well. But temperature wise, it doesn't feel bad out there. 61 in Lewisburg, 65 in Fayetteville, 61 South Hill, 64 in Goldsboro. If your kids have to stand out at the bus stop for more than five minutes, you might want to send them with a raincoat or an umbrella. But again, it's really, really light out there. If you're going out to for walker exercise again you're going to notice that drizzle this morning it's just a little damp out there temperatures will be in the mid 60s for the morning and then this evening looking at temperatures in the 70s and we're looking at very little chance for rain later today elizabeth thanks a south carolina convenience store owner charged with the murder of a 14 year old boy remains behind bars this morning a judge did not set bond for rick chow during his first court appearance Deputies say Chow chased and shot Cyrus Carmack Belton in the back outside his store in Columbia. Investigators say Chow accused the teen of stealing a bottle of water, but the sheriff says there's no evidence the child stole anything. Protesters have gathered outside the store since the shooting, demanding justice for Cyrus and his family. Fort Bragg will officially become Fort Liberty on Friday after months of preparations. We got a sneak peek at one of the post's new central features. It's the Sunset Liberty March, and it will mirror one that happens every day in Holland. It's where 48 Allied soldiers, including members of the 82nd Airborne Division, died fighting for that country's liberty. Beginning tomorrow night, the Sunset Liberty March will take place nightly on Liberty Trail, formerly Fort Bragg or Bragg Boulevard, I should say. Now, it is now up to Governor Roy Cooper to decide if our state's largest health insurance should get a break from government oversight. A bill to ease regulations for Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina is on his desk. It passed the General Assembly with bipartisan support. Blue Cross Blue Shield says the changes are needed for it to stay competitive. But opponents, including the state insurance commissioner, say it could lead to higher health care costs. The governor's office says he will review the bill. The presidential campaign for Ron DeSantis is now officially underway. He kicked off the campaign with an event at an evangelical church in Iowa last night. He criticized what he calls woke culture and took swings at former President Trump, who's also running for the GOP nomination. DeSantis will now embark on a three-day swing through several key early nominating states. 
The Supreme Court of the United States will not hold Reddit responsible for child pornography on its website. The justices rejected the lawsuit from a sex trafficking victim. The woman says her ex-boyfriend posted explicit videos of her online when she was a minor. She says she alerted Reddit, which took a few days for the videos to be removed, but they were reposted. You don't have to wear a mask at most VA medical facilities anymore. The Department of Veterans Affairs is relaxing its mask policy in most clinical areas. It comes after the end of the public health emergency. High-risk areas are exceptions like transplant and chemotherapy units. The FDA is issuing a warning about some approved treatments for diabetes and weight loss. The FDA says compounded versions of drugs, including Ozempic and Wagovi, are not reviewed for safety, effectiveness, or quality. Both drugs are on the FDA's drug shortages list, which sometimes leads to compounded or mixed versions being prepared. The FDA says it's received reports of side effects in people who use the compounded version. And Renee, new data this morning shows more children and teens are getting weight loss surgery. The number for children ages 10 to 19 has been on the rise since 2016. Between 2020 and 2021, it jumped 19 percent, while the number of adults getting the surgery dipped because of the pandemic. The CDC says childhood obesity impacts one in five children in the U.S. Previously, the American Academy of Pediatrics urged behavior therapy and lifestyle changes to treat obesity. Now the organization recommends weight loss surgery and medication for those battling severe cases. This isn't something you see every day. A peacock on the roof of an elementary school in Sanford. Lee County Schools posted this to their Facebook page saying maybe J.R. Ingram Jr. Elementary has a new mascot. The peacock seems to be waiting on students to get back from their break. But the district says they're OK with the Eagles mascot that they already have. What a sight. 446 now, and we're getting used to this sight of cloudy, drizzly mornings. We welcome back meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner. Hope you had a nice holiday weekend. It was. We were camping in the mountains, and it was a little cool and rainy there, but uh, didn't stop anybody from having fun, that's for sure. Dual Doppler 5000 looks dry this morning, but this is typical when we have drizzle. The particles of drizzle are tiny, and the radar is calibrated to see a raindrop, and a raindrop is, is pretty small. Raindrops, you know, can be as big as pea size. But drizzle is, uh, you know, uh, you know, hundreds of uh, of an inch, of, of a yeah, a lot smaller. <laughs> we take a look at Futurecast, and you can see we'll move it through the morning. Lots and lots of cloud cover, but notice we really don't have much rain that shows up. Again, the drizzle doesn't show up very well. Notice by say five o'clock there might be a few stray holes in the clouds and a couple of sprinkles, little light showers that pop up. So kind of a similar pattern to what we saw yesterday. Here's a live look at downtown. Again, you can almost start to see some of that water on the camera lens. It's, um, it's just uncomfortably drizzly out there. Um, again, nothing showing up on the radar, but you're going you're gonna to feel it out there as you step out. Our temperatures are in the mid-60s, and we're going to be in the 60s all the way until lunchtime. So what you see is what you get for a while. Our dew point's up to 61, and so that is um, that's just showing a good bit of moisture in the atmosphere. Our temperatures will be in the 70s for this afternoon, looking at 77 in Raleigh, 76 in Durham, and 79 in Fayetteville. So it'll be a little cool out there. Again, a little, a little rain jacket maybe if you're going to be out and about for a bit. As we get closer to the weekend, we're going to see a bit more sunshine and our temperatures will start to warm up. Our normal 
high for today is 84. Of course, today 77. We creep up to 80 Thursday, and then we're near normal Friday and Saturday. But a front comes through Saturday, it could bring us a few isolated thunderstorms, and it drops our temperatures again for Sunday. You know, we've had such a cool May, and it looks like we may start June cool as well. We take a look at the muggy meter, and it's not as comfortable as it was, say, last week. So we're looking at tolerable in the 60s, but behind Saturday's front, it's likely to drop into the 50s. And if we can get it into the 50s this time of year, that tends to be a real treat. Take a look at this. We look at uh, well into June, June 5th through the 9th. We don't always see this, but check it out. We continue with the potential for below normal temperatures. That doesn't mean that it's going to be cold or chilly by any means. It just means that temperatures will be below 84 degrees. And I think that, you know, some of us anyway will be happy with that. Some big ups and downs in our seven-day forecast temperature-wise. Again, 77 today with a few sprinkles. It's a little bit drier for us Thursday and Friday. That front comes through Saturday. We put an isolated storm on for Saturday, but it's just a 30% chance. It's not going to ruin your Saturday by any means. Sunday looks delightful, and then we see temperatures ramping back up again, looking at 86 on Tuesday. Thanks, Elizabeth. Race and ethnicity might soon be hidden from college applications. Just ahead, the reason behind a major change about to begin at schools across the country. Plus, bike shares are back in downtown Raleigh. How soon you'll be able to catch a ride. It's 4.52 right now on our Wednesday morning. This is a live look at Goldsboro. Good morning to you. And you can tell there is a little bit of mist out there as you head outside today. Just be ready for it. A Wake County homeowner captured two copperheads mating in her backyard just steps away from her two dogs. WRL's Erin Thomas talked to her about the encounter with the venomous snakes and to an expert about what not to do if you see a snake. Neighbors living here in this wooded area of Nightdale are well aware that it's mating season for copperheads, the most venomous snake here in the state of North Carolina. Well, one woman is definitely watching her steps after spotting two of them mating in her backyard. Wow, uh, they're copperheads. <laughs> when you live in a wooded area like Jessica Price, some things just come with the territory. Hawks, owls, mice, bunnies, deer, all the time. What was supposed to be a day for fun in the sun with her two dogs took a scary turn. She spotted two venomous copperheads mating near her back porch. At that point, I uh, was in fight or flight, got my dogs out first thing first. So often I take those snakes away from population. Price called Milton Morgan, who for the past nine years captures and relocates snakes, and he enjoys it. They're finding a convenient place, uh, normally away from um, the ability of a hawk or an owl to see them in a compromised position and be able to swoop down on them. Milton says if you see copperheads, don't attempt to interrupt, remove, or kill them. Avoid them because, you know, at that point, those snakes have got more in their mind than a dog or a person. What you doing? Jessica and her two dogs avoided injury. She says this experience has been a valuable learning lesson. And I know now what to do next. And I want everybody else to just have a little bit more clarity and a little bit more calmness and perhaps some compassion. The North Carolina Wildlife Commission says that copperheads typically give birth to live baby snakes between late summer to September. We know that the weather's getting warmer. You'll be spending a lot of time outdoors. We have some safety tips on snake encounters on our website. Aaron Thomas, WRL News, Nightdale. Leave them be. <laughs> 
I'll be honest, it'll be hard to dig deep to find compassion for those copperheads when you see them. But thank goodness for uh, snake catchers like Milton to do the dirty work. Yeah, he's got a relocation program. Mm -hmm. We can count on that. Colleges will soon have the option to hide students' race and ethnicity on applications sent through the popular Common App. More than a 1,000 colleges use the Common App and will have the option to hide that information starting August 1st. The move comes as the Supreme Court is getting ready to rule that schools can no longer take race into consideration in admissions programs. The issue stems from lawsuits against UNC and Harvard over their affirmative action policies. We're just days away from Raleigh's bike share program returning. After changing vendors, the city's bike program will be back in action the first week of June. The city is also offering 60 days of free rides to celebrate the reopening of the program. The program was paused due to the change in vendors and the need for new parts for the new system. There's a new bundle of joy at the chimpanzee exhibit at the North Carolina Zoo. Proud mom Gigi is doing great. And the baby boy Chimp is loving all the snuggles and attention he's getting. Zoo officials say he appears healthy, he's active and nursing. The zoo has not shared the baby's name just yet. Cute little dude right there. We're following breaking news out of Butner. An hours-long standoff between law enforcement and a man barricaded in an apartment building is still going on. This is a live look right now from that scene. We'll get an update from Eric Miller in the WRL Breaking News Tracker next. And a man overseas is facing federal charges after threats to two North Carolina senators. How long he could spend behind bars? Well, it's an unusual request for air passengers on the other side of the world. Why some people flying out of New Zealand today will have to step on a scale before getting on the plane. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.